Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shoes for Biscuit podcast. Uh, I'm Alex Whiteley and this is the last uh, episode of the uh, Open Studio sessions for this month. Um, I'm exhausted, uh, but I've had a great time. And my co-host joining me today again is Jules. Thank you so much for joining me, Jules. Pleasure. That's number seven, isn't it, this one? Seven, yeah. Wow. These are a challenge, aren't they? They are a challenge, Mm. but... I feel like they get some fascinating results, fascinating results from people. Yeah, and I just enjoy, I really do enjoy it. Uh, joining us for our final show is Connor Bishop from Endor Fitness. Thank you so much for joining us, Connor. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, Jules. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what is it you do, Connor? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, good question. So I'm a personal trainer um, by trade, but I obviously pre-COVID, there's a private facility that I, that I normally run sessions out of in Holscott. Uh, but the bulk, the bulk of really what I do is a group training program. And lucky Jules has just died with the six weeks. So that's mm-hmm. super, super exciting. Um, so really, I run group training programs, which are primarily based around fat loss. So people, um, you know, looking to lose weight, get fit. Genuinely, people who don't like normal kind of gyms. Um, it's a very particular type of uh, type of people. You know, everybody's got kind of similar goals. But that's the main focus. So, so the group training program that I run. Mm. Fantastic. So like a boot camp type thing. Yes, yeah, kind of like a boot camp, but but kind of like inside and, and a little bit more structured. So, you know, still with proper lifting, that kind of thing, whereas a boot camp can be a little bit more, you know, sledgehammer kind of thing, slams. So a bit of a mixture, really. And when you say you're not like normal gyms, what what, what do you mean specifically like that? Because obviously to a lot of people, you know, a gym is a gym. So yeah. it's what, what, make, what makes yours different from traditional? Um. Pr- you know, mostly, mostly just generally the way the programs are run. So instead of it being, you know, like a random class, it's all structured. So, you know, I run sessions Monday to Friday, one session on a Saturday morning as well that you were smashing this morning. And, <laughs> and it basically built through that frequency with the idea of, you know, they, they come in, there is structure to the sessions. Everybody knows each other by name. This isn't, you know, this isn't thousands of people at a gym. It's mm. really, really important to me as well that it is run like this, that everybody wants to be on the sessions because um, I know as well that if someone shows up regularly, naturally as a byproduct, they get results. Whereas gyms, for example, say you, jan- you sign up for a gym in January, which gyms love to do this. You, you sign up for a gym, right? Yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Everyone's motivated in January, new year, new me. You get into a 12-month commitment, okay? And I think it's about, you know, 75% of people who sign up will drop out within the first month. So when you do, then you drop out, they're still paying for the membership for the next 11 months. And yeah, it's a cheaper membership, you know, as opposed to the kind of programs that I run. But problem is you don't show up and then you're not going to get the results um, because as well it is hard you think if you go you go to a gym and you don't know what you're doing for me I use a gym I love gyms because I know what I'm doing and I love the environment and I'm happy to work out on my own but generally the people who come here you know if they went into the gym on their own they just get spooked by the environment so naturally mm-hmm. they don't stick to it a few years ago I lost uh, uh, and he swore again that would have been number three uh, <laughs> a lot of weight I lost loads of weight. I went really Amazing. skinny. I went from about, um, I think it was like 17 stone right down to nearly 11, right? So I lost loads and I tra- I got lean as well. I was literally in the gym between three and five days a week. And I'd, yeah. I'd just, I'd just run, I'd do circuit training, I'd do all sorts, right? And I loved it. It was like the time of my life. Um, there was a problem with my payment. I think there was a, a mispayment because of blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it, it, it messed up, right? And I, I really regretted it because I loved it um, at the time. i never been back able to get back into it. This was years ago, right? Genuinely, the best time I ever had at a gym. 
because I knew yeah. what I was doing. I knew before I went in exactly what I was going to do, and I'd go and do it. I joined a gym here. Uh, I won't mention the name of it. It's just changed a uh, franchise name in Shrewsbury. Uh, but I joined that <laughs> gym. Um, and it was just, I, I think the the uh, the collective term is probably stereotypical, a meathead factory, right? It's yeah. just, uh, um, I would, I remember, uh, I remember just like walking towards the equipment. <whistles> Let's go and do some 21s on the uh, 21 curls. I loved doing the 21 curls. Right? Yeah, I loved it. I, I walked up to it. And there's some just guys just staring at me, grunting. I've never seen that in the gym before. I know it happens. I see it all the time. But it's proper alpha male, I'm going to urinate on this and I own it, you know, type of behavior. <laughs> and I was, it really put me off. And I never went back. Never went back. Mm. And, it, and, it's, and it's crazy because as well, like I said, it's about gyms. So even the type of space I run, I know the kind of, you know, people who love coming here. But because I, like I, I train, you know, I've trained at gyms for ages. And I love that. And I see that as well. And I know the grunt and I know this. And a lot just from going for, for so long, I get to know, you know, those individuals that do grunt. And when you get to know these people, by the way, just like they are, there's not, they are the loveliest people. In fact, I'd say most people that go to the gym are more insecure than your standard person. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons they're in that. They're trying to better themselves. They're trying to work on themselves, trying to build up their confidence. But as a perception, it's terrifying. So when you go in, you've got mirrors. Like you said, you have got people mm-hmm. grunting. You've got meatheads. You've got people lifting massive weights, which is the off-putting part. But underneath all of that, you know, when you actually get to know them, you're like, actually, they're, they're just insecure or they're lovely people. And in, in fact, if you walk into the environment and you ask any of them, look, I'm, I'm not quite sure on this. Or could you give me a spot on the lift? Or how come you're, you're squatting this that way, et cetera? They nine times out of ten they, they do want to help, but mm-hmm. like I said, the perception is the perception that's terrifying, and a lot of people go into that environment. And and then, like you said, if you don't know what you're doing, that's the hardest part. It's like anything in life when you don't know what you're doing with it, you just have that fear because you're like, "Am I doing this right? Do I look stupid?" Um, so so yeah, but I love mm-hmm. gyms, but yeah, I completely get that. So how long have you been running Endor Fitness then, and and how long have you had that gym? Um, so so. I basically came back. I'm originally from Shrewsbury. Um, I, I always knew I wanted my own space. Again, it's, it's all about creating that type of environment that people feel welcome, that people can get results, that people want to show up to. So I knew I wanted my own space. And just over two years ago, I moved I moved back to Shrewsbury. There was actually another trainer in this space. I remember being I was in London training clients out of a uni gym. It's the only way I could afford the rent in this place. And I remember thinking, right, do I stay here and continue here or do I go back to, to Shrewsbury where I'm more likely to get that community outside of the big city? So I moved back, but I, I needed someone to find. I, I searched and searched and searched and I ended up finding, you know, kind of subletting out the training that was in here. And the room that I'm in now, which is kind of used as the office, the measurement space, um, this was used, a sports massage guy had this room. So it's kind of three or four of us using this same space. And within, I think I run, in about, I run, a, I run a six-week challenge, you know, one of my first ever ones, yours, uh, and, and I remember thinking, you know, I had about five or six clients, maybe seven or eight. And, and the lady who had the space said, right, I'm leaving. This was it within six weeks. She was like, I'm leaving, you know, she was leaving the industry. She kind of lost the passion. And I remember thinking, this is it. You know, I really need to commit now. I need to push. I need to do whatever I can to find the people to help in order to be able to take this over. Because, it's you know, it's got the space. It's got, it's got everything that I need. Um, and yeah, so I had basically six weeks. I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. Had some sleepless nights over it and, and ended up with the space. And then never looked back since. And when I had this space, I mean, it's still not where I want it to be, but it literally was an empty room. I had about four kettlebells, an empty room, um, and, and, and you know, just some enthusiasm to, to help people and get people enjoying themselves. 
and mm. it's grown grown since then. <laughs> Fantastic! Oh, That's great. It's great to have that business, uh, that drive. You know, mm. you yeah. wanted something, so you went out and got it. That's 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 beautiful to see. Um, and that's been quite a cool theme today, hasn't it, Al? Thinking yeah. about it, when you talk to all the guests about, like, you know, their passion for wanting to, like, just grab the ball by the horns and go with it with their businesses and that defining moment that allows it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very Shropshire thing, and we're realizing it um more and more as we go along but certainly today you're right it's been definitely a theme was this mm. something you always wanted to do connor from from as long as you can remember what did you yeah want to- pretty much you know i'm only, I'm only 25 now i've been doing this been pt since i qualified when i was 18 originally failed as a pt by the way like it's it's not one of those industries i was talking to someone today who was actually saying he, he wants to get into this kind of line of work and and it very much is you get your pt probably i'm sure it's the same in some other industries and, and you get this dream, you sold this dream, right, I'm going to do my qualification, I'm going to be self-employed, I'm going to help X amount of clients, it's fitness, it's fun. And then you kind of get your qualification, you kind of on your own. You know, you still got to learn how to connect with people, how to market to people, mm-hmm. how to get people on board. Um, but yeah, I remember being in the in the Shrewsbury Club and, and Mickey Brown, who's still a personal trainer there now. Now I remember, I wonder if you'll ever watch this, that'd be funny. But I was I was watching him and I remember we'd, we'd talk all the time and he was so busy, so busy. Like this guy was just busy, busy, busy. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, I was spending 90 minutes on my lunch break from chefing every day doing split shifts, 10 till three, drive to the gym, hit the weights, shower back to the, back to the kitchen, back till 10, 10 PM. And I do that five times a week. And I remember thinking, hold on, is that guy doing this for a living? So fired me up. (laughs) And and then I, then I went away from there, did my PT obviously, but realized it wasn't as easy as that, you know, to get busy and to get clients. Um, And then that, that took me down a different journey, but yeah, so I've, I've known for a while and, and just on the passion thing that you were just speaking about. Again, I said to that gentleman this morning when we were talking about it, I said, you wouldn't be able to do the hours. You wouldn't be, you know, the the calls. You wouldn't be able to take the rejection if you weren't passionate about it. I don't think so. You know, the early mornings, getting up at 5 a.m. every day, you would not be able to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what was it like at the beginning there? You're saying it was hard to get the, the clients or it was, it was, it was uh must be a hell of a graft to try and build up a good clientele list. Um, was that difficult to start off? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was tough. Like the, the first time, um, you know, the first time I literally qualified, I remember literally working out of a gym and you find yourself, you either, you either pay rent, which is, which is expensive by the way, like for PT, PTs, like it's quite stacked against, stacked against you from the start if you haven't got any clients to help. So that was tough. Or you do like five hours, six hours, seven hours on shift, which you just find yourself cleaning treadmill stuff like that, which generally as well mm-hmm. doesn't look great to the future client's eyes. If they're seeing you clean the machines, doesn't look great, doesn't make you feel great. But generally that's all an excuse because I could have gone and spoke to people. I could have, you know, interacted more, but but I didn't. And I remember then working for a gym, you know, basic hourly rate, found myself doing the same thing again. And all that passion had gone away. I remember thinking, I can't do this. You know, there's there's nothing in it, really. There's no enjoyment. I'm not even doing the training. So I kind of quit. And then I went off to uni for a little bit, which is why I ended up in London. And a friend said to me, look, Con, you quit. You, you've, you've given up here, you know. And as soon as he said it, it just sparked me up. So I went down this, you know, this, this kind of rabbit hole of just searching, 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 learning as much as I could over the next 12 months. Okay, how do I get client results? How do I find clients? You know, what do people want? How can I be of value? And I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. And then, and even, even then, you know, when you, when I started training people, it very much was, you know, the way I got clients in London was I'd run a four week program. I remember it was a, and bear in mind, this is PT. 
they would do three sessions a week, 30 minute sessions, one to one. And it was 40 pounds. And that's London, like ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, most PTs charge more than 40 pound a session in London. And I would do 12 sessions for the month because I knew what it took to get people results. So you can't get session results in one session. I knew you could get them in four weeks. I would get people results in those four weeks. You wouldn't, you know, everyone wouldn't get results because it, it depends how much you put into it. But always you would get three or four people that would say, hey, I love the program. Let me stay on board. And, and then it grew from there, really. And that's been the concept. Over deliver, add value and be willing to work, you know, and, and sacrifice in the beginning. Mm, exactly. And in terms of like, obviously, I, I'm always I ask this question pretty much of all the guests. It's names i'm always intrigued about how names come up and obviously with endorph i know that they because it's the body types isn't it or body body shapes body types no no i know what you're thinking of and i I so so endorph it comes from endorphins so endorphins is what you know when you do a workout and you feel good yeah so so that that's why i ended up with that i wanted people to feel good that's essentially it for me the reason i work with fat loss i've never been big and i never had an emotional pain to it there was no tie to it there was no like oh poor me i'm skinny Poor me, I need to gain some muscle. I know some people feel like that, but for me, it wasn't. Whereas, whereas my sister and other people I knew who who were overweight, that emotional pain of trying to get in shape and trying to get back in your clothes, for me, I wanted people to feel good, and and, and that's what it was about. And then the other thing, by the way, is when I was at uni, someone told me they hated the name. That they, I went to a business meeting that it was like a grand. If you, if you got you know if you pitched or whatever, and it was good, and I was right in the beginning, I thought I'm going to go for this. And there was two or three people in the room, and they were like, look hate your name it sucks we hate your name they were literally straight to the point we hate your name and i remember thinking now i'm going to make it work with that name you know i like the name just because you hate the name doesn't mean everybody's going to hate the name Mm -hmm. i've never had anyone really other than those actually say um, and they also hated the concept as well they hated the idea of the group training they hated the idea of the flexible times so that's you know it's not that's obviously not the primary driver but it all adds Mm -hmm. wood to the fire doesn't it so it's you, yeah, it's determined, doesn't it? To prove yeah, them wrong. That's you. It's your 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 uh, your individuality. Yeah, that's what you add to it, and that that's really important. Uh, I would never think of someone going to someone and going, "Oh yeah, you know your business." Yeah, <laughs> sounds terrible when I talk. But whenever somebody mentions the business name, it makes me want to throw up him. Who are rude yeah. like that? You know, it's just it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy because you think about most things. Like I'm sure when Google was called Google, people were like, "Why is that called Google?" Or whatever. That's a weird word. <laughs> It's just, it's it's fascinating. And I don't, yeah, I, I didn't get it either. I did get, because you said, the guy said the same thing. And he, and he, and I get that as well, you know, that you do think of there's mesomorph, there's ectomorph. So you yeah. do kind of go down that, that rabbit hole in a, in a sense. So I did understand that bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I suppose in ter- what's quite interesting, because you say about the, you know, this, this, the programs and, you know, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, 30 minute slots for me, in terms of trying to understand that shift, because traditionally, you know, my, my other half's from sort of a bodybuilding background and, you know, it would be hours lifting heavy weights. Yeah. And now there is this, there does seem to be this this trend of like 30 minutes. That's all you need, 30 minutes. And you can get the same sort of results, you know, obviously give or take. Yeah. Um, but was there, was there, a genuine shift in sort of like the understanding of how the body works and sort of nutrition to go that route rather than just flog yourself for hours over weights. 
Yeah, a little bit. And, and, and just time as well. You know, everybody's crazy. Again, the people who come here, it's busy. We've all got so much going on, you know, and it takes that it takes that almost excuse out of it as well. Because if you've not been working out for ages, it's so easy for someone to say, look, I, I can't do a 90 minute workout or I can't do a 60 minute workout. And I'm kind of like, well, can you do 15? Can you do 10 minutes? You know, because 10 mm-hmm. minutes is better than no minutes. And when it comes to the fat loss, really, I'm just trying to get people to burn as much as they can in that 30 minutes as they can test the muscles. You know, like I said, if they were definitely in the bodybuilding, they're probably going to need probably a minimum of 45 minutes, but yeah. they wouldn't be in the in the group probably anyway. Um, or, or if you're strength training, again, you need longer rest. And then as you see, I mean, you wait, wait, when the gyms reopen up, if you walked into a gym, you'd see it time and time again. We live in a world, everyone's just on their phones, everybody's chatting. Okay. You know, I get more done. If I've got a stopwatch out, like I've started just got this watch recently, and just using the stopwatch, like I love my stopwatch because it doesn't lie. Like people will lie. People will say, I... Oh, I've, it's only I'm only resting two minutes between sets, but if you timed it, it'd be more like four or five minutes. And then you, you it seems like a little bit, but you you think you did that five sessions a week, you know, you've lost an hour. You do that over a year, you've lost hours and hours and hours of time. Whereas if you go in with a mindset, which is the same thing at Endorf, I'm like, look, you come in, you've got the accountability, I'm here. So naturally, you know, you want to push that a little bit harder or you log on a Zoom, you get your half an hour in, you feel great. And then if you still got some more in the tank, but really you could, you can definitely make it hard enough in, in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I used to, um, I used to spend a good sort of 15 minutes blasting a bike or cross trainer or something. And then about half an hour, like doing sets. I mean, I used to love it. Right. I'm a, I feel like I'm a skinny guy in a fat man's body. This is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is how I am because I know how to train. This is, this is the weirdest yeah. thing. Right. Um, but I would get so frustrated because I did get to a, a really good, um sort of weight and and sort of you know i, I could blast out 5k easy no problem you know and it wouldn't bother me at all whereas yeah. now i'll put loads of weight on i do i want to get back to it because um uh, i you know we, we 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 are in the public eye and we will be more so as the year goes on mm. i imagine and you know people there's gonna be pictures of me we've got a new photographers so i just joined the team uh That's but at the cool. moment i'm very self-conscious you know and there's a lot of people out there i guess over lockdown that may have, uh, you know, indulged a bit during mm. the, the, the times when they couldn't get out. I mean, we did see a lot of people out there running and, and cycling, but there, there are people like me that's probably, yeah. <laughs> what, um, are, are you expecting a, a huge uh, surge of people to come to you for help? Um, I think I think so. I think it'll be busy for sure when the gym opens naturally because I think people that, you know, old clients that either pause their membership during lockdown or yeah. just stop coming because, because look, they don't want to be on Zoom. And I completely understand that where they just weren't happy with the Zooms or whatever. Um, so I think naturally some of those are going to come back. You know, I've had a few messages already saying, hey, when's the gym opening? When can we get back in? I really, really need your help. Because again, everybody's in that kind of kind of same boat. And I, and I think we can kind of take some, you know, reassurance in that. Like everybody's been in that, well, the majority have been in that boat. You know, I see that as a common theme. We're not moving as much. We've been working from home easier to snack there's food in the house it's so easy when you're bored or you're emotional um so naturally yes i i do see that coming um but yeah so naturally naturally i would expect that what about uh you right because obviously um it's, it's i mean i think about taekwondo my lad no, my lad does it right so luke is his sensei he's doing zoom classes all day every day and i think that must be really hard on the body it must be really really hard so what is it like for you uh, when you have to deal with your own personal injuries illnesses days when you just can't be bothered how do you pull yourself through that is it is it tough yeah it's pretty yeah it's pretty tough um i think i mean it sounds crazy because when, when i especially in the beginning i believe it more now you know the longer you do something 
the more you kind of believe it, the busier you get, et cetera, the more you go, actually, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'm quite good at this. But I remember at the start, I used to be like really struggle with trying to, you know, get clients to sign up. At the end of the day, there's people out there who need my help. There's people I know who I can help, who it's life changing. I get the feedback all the time, the testimonials, you know, people checking in. But I remember like I'd walk back from the gym and sometimes because I'd, I'd go to the gym over here, walk back over and I think, why would anyone want to pay me? Or why would anybody, you know, rely on me to help them with a fitness plan? Because to me, it's just, it genuinely is. And it sounds cliche, but it's just second nature. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I remember yesterday I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really need to train. I mean, my program that I'm following now is only four times a week, but it's super intense. Like it's the hardest training I've ever done. And I'm loving it, by the way. Absolutely love it. Makes me feel great. I feel fittest, strongest, look the best as a byproduct. But I remember thinking, yeah, I don't even need to train because I could train either Saturday or Sunday. But as a byproduct, just because I'm so used to doing it, it doesn't even matter if I'm motivated anymore. It really doesn't. And when the when the gym over the road was open, because I go over there because the shower's there and it's a different environment. Again, that's really powerful. But I'd walk across and it didn't, it literally didn't matter. Sometimes I'd find myself in the car park and I wouldn't even know how I got there because it's just a byproduct. It's like driving home yeah. and you've, you've, you've driven home and you don't even know that you've driven home. And you get home, you go, how have I done that? Same thing, yeah. exactly the same. So that part, I've never, ever found that as an issue. And and in terms of, you know, like tr- if I was training all day, I'd hate it, by the way. Like when I coach the uh, Zoom sessions, Jules will know, and it's the same when I'm in here. I do a lot of steps and a lot of moving around, but I try and demonstrate the exercises. And then I'm staring at the screen and I'm just cheering mm-hmm. people on, making sure everybody's safe. Because I, I'm aware, you know, you might have heard of like Les Mills and stuff like that. There's no way that's good for the body. There is no way if you're a trainer and you're, you're, you're coaching five sessions a day or four sessions or even three sessions a day, but you're doing the classes yourself, mm-hmm. A, you can't have your eyes on everybody else. It's just impossible. And B, that impact constantly, 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 constantly is too much. So, mm-hmm. so I stay away from that. I, I smash my four sessions and then I demonstrate the exercises and then I generally coach from that point of view. Good. yeah exactly and it is more of a coach but it's not just it's not just obviously the fitness side of it because you do nutrition as well don't you yeah yeah so so exa- again i think the group training program really it was built out of the idea that if someone could only pay for one personal training session a week you know the people who really struggle in the gym environment or struggle to get motivated and accountable it's near impossible like it's near impossible for that individual to get results. If anyone comes to me and they say, look, I, I only want to do one session a week. I'm probably not going to do anything on my own. I'm going to struggle with the food kind of things. Then I, I push as hard as I can because I know a lot of people struggle in groups, but I'm like, please, you know, this is the one for you because you get unlimited access. Most people do at least three to five of whether it's in the gym or whether it's on Zoom of the sessions a week. Once you start up in that frequency, amazing things start to happen. You can't do that from one time a week. And then obviously to make sure that they are getting the results, the nutrition is important. So I make sure that a if the calories need working out, then they get worked out. If they need, um, you know, to show me a food diary and ask for some advice, then I can give them some advice from that. So I hit it from both ends because if somebody's goal is fat loss, you can work out. You could do ten Zoom sessions with me a week, but if too much is coming in and not mm-hmm. not, not enough is going out, then you won't gain weight. And then what happens is, sorry, you won't lose weight. You'll be fuming because if you've done ten sessions in a week and the scales don't budge, you're going to be an angry human being, no matter how good they make you feel, because you've just put 10, 10 shifts in. Uh, but you, you yeah. I like the fact that you say fat loss instead of weight loss, because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not fussy about that, but I know from experience that when you're training, you're not necessarily going to lose weight, you're going to lose inches. Yeah. And your 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 recovery rate as well will just completely uh, change every week, mm-hmm. every time yeah. you're on a bike, every time you run, your breathing will get better. So, yeah, I love that you say fat loss. That's important, I think. 
Yeah, so so important, so important, because you can get caught up in that, can't you, as well? Like you said, yeah. the, the, the weight. You well, do. I think that's the thing, because yeah. particularly as a woman, because I, I try not even, I mean, obviously, you know, and I say for a woman, and I know it's not true, because I know men men feel the same and think the same along these lines as well now, but weight loss obviously was always a woman's sort of mindset of thinking in terms of, you know, you've got to lose the weight. And for when women started sort of training or doing more, and the weight was going on, <laughs> it was because obviously that not understanding the concept of like, well, muscle is heavier. Yeah, so of course, yeah. you're, but what they didn't realize was they're actually leaning up. Um, so I tend, I mean, yes, it's, it's very useful to um, weigh on the scales, of course, because it does give you an indication of somewhere where you go, you know, where you're going, but like you say, the measurements, but I, I tend to always go by clothes. Yeah. How clothes fit. That's and awesome. that, that you know, and I know that's where your inches come in, obviously, from your measurements, because you, you take measurements at certain body parts. And then obviously your clothes can tell you as well. But if, you know, if you've got stretchy clothes, you're not always necessarily going to know because they're designed to go to stretch. That's the whole point of it. So, so I think, <clears throat> yeah, when you see these like miracle weight loss programs and people will get disheartened with stuff, they're not fully comprehending that it is it's it's about the leaning up or toning or you know whatever it is that people need to work through work around what but even you, just the nutrition side isn't it what goes in yeah and, uh, and speaking of nutrition i'm so glad you said that because i was about to uh i can add on that when it comes to nutrition what do you think of the um the herbalife type meal type things that people can have uh, a lot of them are some of them are good some of them are bad but when someone's been almost indoctrinated by this way of life um where you, you're drinking drinks rather than having meals what's that like for you to deal with um generally so like the, the extreme ones are just just insane you know like there's so many people that i remember training with a, uh, a lady in london and she said she went i can't remember what the name of it was but it was the shake diet essentially it's sloshed today around to 600 calories a day. She dropped seven stone on it. Ridiculous. Yeah, no joke. Like, that's why she dropped seven stone. Hair started falling out. Nails started to bleed, oh. you know, because of those, that lack of nutrients. And then guess what happens in the end anyway? There's no way you can sustain that. There is just absolutely no way. Like, the amount of times I just push on people, like, look, do you want temporary or do you want forever? You know, if you want to be mm. consistent with it. And I get it because it's, you know, when you're in a place of pain, this is the emotional pain again. We've all done it when you, you know, you want, when you want to solve a problem and if you're hurting because you're overweight and, and this, and this program's selling you, look, you're going to drop seven stone, da, 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 you're going to be buzzing, but it comes back when it's like that. Absolutely. Like I, I hate that kind of thing. It's wrong. It's wrong to take people's money for that kind of thing. The only place that they kind of have their place is say, for example, you, you incorporated one shake a day into into your nutrition so if you're because when you're trying to obviously drop weight you're you're in a deficit and if your deficit number for some people say it was only 1400 or 1600 calories a day and and if you're struggling to hit that number or maybe you have a crazy weekend then yeah sure have a two or three hundred calorie shake instead of a 600 calorie meal just to try mm -hmm. and get your calories back down so use it just like they're intended almost like a supplement you know when you go to the gym they say do you need shakes i don't take protein shakes but some people do no, no, you don't really need them, but as a supplement, yeah, why not have them into your have them into your if it helps you have more protein? You can do the same thing, but definitely you want your proper meals, but and you don't want to be reliant on 100 percent on shakes. But if, for example, 
you know, a couple of shakes a week. I know a client, he uses Parisian, which is a local company here. Um, and he he's smashing it. Nick's in the group. You'll meet Nick, probably Jules. And he smashes it. Him and his wife just have one shake a day for breakfast. And that just sets them up for the day. It's better, you know, they, there's a lot of protein in it. It's healthy. It's a smoothie. They knock it down quick. It's about two or 300 calories. And that keeps him going until lunch. And then he has his lunch, normal meal, normal meal in the evening. And that helps him keep his calories under control. So I just think, you know, if you, if you fit them in, great. If you're relying on shakes instead of meals, definitely don't do that. Mm. It's like all the fads, isn't it? Because you remember, like, you got the cabbage. Is it the cabbage diet? It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> but I suppose, I mean, people, It's that's about the whole marketing, isn't it? And it's, mm. you know, ch- chucking up all these pictures of people that people sort of, they've probably not been on the cabbage diet, whatever it was called, and got to that. They were probably <laughs> just doing something else or, or it's been Photoshopped, that sort of thing. So, but in terms of if, if you know, if somebody wanted to do i don't know like i suppose what's the difference overweight versus say like somebody just says no, i just need to run i just want to do it all run you know in terms of what what's the results how do the results differ from somebody that would do weights versus somebody that just does running that's a good question so so running generally running obviously it's going to be really good for cardio but you'll still get that, by the way. If, if anything that raises your heart rate, I always say this. I'm like, if you raise your heart rate, if you're doing deadlifts in the gym, like you probably know this, Alex, like if your heart rate's going, that's cardio. Like definitely anything that raises your heart rate. Running is great because if you did, if you do 20, 30 minute run, 40 minute run, you're going to burn a lot of calories over a short period of time. There's a lot of movement going on. It knackers the body. You know, you sweat a lot. You're burning a lot of calories. Problem is when you stop running, you stop burning those calories. Whereas weights, you get some muscle on your body. It's a game changer. This is why I would definitely push, especially later into life. Because if you think naturally, women, men, doesn't matter. Us as human beings, as we get older and older and older, we naturally will lose muscle mass. But is that because, A, we stop lifting weights? You know, when we're at school, we do PE. We're part of, you know, sports clubs a, l- a little bit into the 20s. And then we just stop moving in general. So weight running is great for burning calories in the moment. Whereas weights, you want to put that muscle on your body. Muscle is more met- metabolically active, you know, so it sits on your body. You're going to generally, you'll be able to raise your, your um, metabolism a little bit as well because you've got more muscle on your body. It shapes your body as well. You're not going to get that with running. You might get a little bit of muscle tone, but generally you'll, you'll drop a lot of fat. I've got a client that's lost 90 pounds, Ryan in the group, huge amount of weight. He lost it before through things like running and, and just the food side of things. If you speak to him in the group, he'll say his complete body shape is completely different. So he's the same weight now because he's lost 90 pounds in the past. Then he put it on. Then he's lost mm-hmm. it since being at Endorf. But now he does a lot of weights. He does a lot of the Zoom sessions, does a lot of biking, does a mix. He still does his running, but his body shape is completely different. And he said his body shape now versus last time is way, way, way better. So definitely mm-hmm. if you're not lifting weights, start lifting weights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to someone like me who hasn't been to a gym and 12 months, probably more than that, actually, uh, that hasn't got the motivation. Not just the motivation, but the the confidence to go and train. What would you say to someone? Uh, I'd say just start small. I'd say just do it. I would honestly say don't even rely on motivation. I would just set up your environment. I would make it as, as hard as possible not to do it. I'd book a session with a PT or I would just make it so hard. I would get so much, like, almost like someone's counting on you to be there. Because it's so easy, like you said, it's so easy. At one one night, you're pumped up. You're pumped up. I'm going to do it this week. It's Sunday night. I can't wait. I'm doing it this week. I'm finally achieving my goals. And then you wake up, you're knackered the next day, or something else happens. And we all know that there is no public time. But if you can just start small, if you can literally just say, okay, 
well, I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself. I'm just going to go into the gym and I'm just going to do 10 minutes today. I always say this, that you're just going to do 10 minutes. By the time you've gone into the gym, or maybe because we're not in gyms, you're going out for a little run and you say you're going to do, you know, I don't know, a five minute run. By the time you start moving, things start changing. You know, you start sweating, adrenaline starts pumping. You start thinking, well, I'm out here right now. I may as well keep going a little bit further. May as well do a few more squats, a few more push-ups, whatever it is that you're doing. So do that, but make it really hard to actually not do it and make it really easy to do it. So actually have your workout gear washed, ready, have it visible, have your laces undone. You want to literally create as much friction um, as in as in not doing it and make it as easy as possible to do it. It's, it's hard right now because everybody's at home, uh, the gyms are shut. But if you can make your life as easy as possible and just take that first step, motivation will find you anyway as you increase mm. that momentum. See that that's quite that's interesting now you've said it that way because I I my goal this week, my first week was to do three Zoom sessions. Um and I've done four. But that's because obviously I'd got to the point of thinking obviously after the first day when I couldn't I tried to walk down the stairs and it was like, oh my God, <laughs> I can just about get down the stairs sideways. <laughs> Um, and then, but obviously that, you know, luckily for me, I walk all day, so I'm able to keep them moving a bit. So I didn't seize up fully. Yeah. Um, but by the time I got to like, you know, last, last night, it was like, actually, I feel all right now. I could, I'm going to do another one tomorrow morning. Apart from obviously I'd got the times wrong and got myself up silly. I didn't need to, (laughs) but yeah. So I felt quite comfortable to do that fourth one because I did feel really good. So I'd got that, you know, the buzz and it wasn't like, oh God, that's going to be a chore to try and force myself to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, but I'm also realistic in terms of, but it might not be the same next week. Yeah. You know, and, I, I, mean, I, I don't want to go backwards, but I'd rather yeah. stay on trend and go up than backwards. Yeah. But, you know, obviously life doesn't always, or things happen, don't they, I guess. And, and, I, and I think it's why it's just, the, you know, it's just showing up more than not. And I always mm. say in the first week, it was like someone who comes in, I've seen it. I mean, Adele in the group said how sore she was. Um, you know, you can come into something and you go at it too hard, especially if you haven't exercised in a while. If you go in and you're like jacked up that first week and you smash out five or six sessions, but you're so physically sore now for the next week mm. that you can't even do zero. All that momentum is gone. Like you're better mm. off doing three or four sessions every single week and easing yourself into them as well so you're not too sore, and then hitting it consistently over time. Like, that is, I know it's cliche, but consistency, it works. Like, and you want to enjoy your sessions. You don't want to be sore all the time. Most people don't want to be sore all the time. And if they are, they end up just quitting. They're like, oh, I hate this feeling. I hate being sore all the time, so I'm not going to do that anymore. And then they cut back. And the last thing, like, I often say, I think one session a week is harder than three, four, or five, because there's no momentum with one a week. And like by the time you get round to the one again, if you're not getting results each and every week, or at least most weeks, you know, you're winning more than you're losing in life, then why are you going to be motivated? How could you possibly motivate? I guarantee, like, Alex, if you have a big week next week, and if you lose five pounds, I promise you, you are going to be pumped. You're going to be jacked up. I've lost five pounds. I'm feeling great. My heart rate's coming down. And motivation, you'll naturally, just because you're winning, it's those weeks, I think, where you kind of like, oh man, I didn't lose anything again. And I did five sessions again. And then you do it again and again and again. And if we lose enough, we tend to quit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what crazy. I did. I mean, I was on keto for I was, I was uh, for a while, which I, I really enjoy, by the way. I'm not, a, I'm not a diet guy. I'm not, I don't do diets. I did Herbalife for a bit, lost a lot of weight, realized, like you said, 
whatever I'd lost will come back. But keto yeah. for me was just like a new way of life. And I felt so much energy and I can see now that I could, I wasn't training at the time. I was going doing an awful lot to be honest, but I can see now that I could train off keto. I could definitely yeah. do that because I, like you, you speak to people about um, being in keto that, uh, you know, I've barely eaten anything, but there's so much energy, so much energy. I could, I, I was so hyper all the time when I was on it. Awesome. So I need to get back to it and uh, it, will, it will get there. It will. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I need to, I need, I need someone to drag me by my, my by my pinky toes and just be like, come, you're coming with me, Whiteley. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe, do you do like taster sessions just to see? Yeah, you should jump, you should just jump on a Zoom anyway. Like just give me a message. I, I'll send you a Zoom link. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, it, when it comes to like the Zoom sessions, are they one on one or is, are you with loads of other people? Can other people see? Yeah. Yeah. So at the moment, it's the, the majority, obviously, unless it's a Zoom PT, if it's in the group program, it is very much a, you know, a group, a group of like minded people. Um, so, so yeah, it's enjoyable. But, nice. to, but to be honest, it's, you, it is a group of people. You do have all these other pictures up on your Zoom screen. Um, but I've found I'm not really, I'm not really looking at anybody else. I'm watching yeah. you first of all, for the demonstration. And then you're so busy just doing it that you, you're just doing it. You know, I don't sit there and watch everybody else or study everybody else. It is just, how do I do it? Now let's just do it. So, And it's funny, yeah. isn't it? Because every, everyone's thinking that's the exact same thing. When you hit yeah. group, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm on screen with other people. They're going to be looking at me. And, I, and it's funny because every single person's got that story going on, everybody. And then once you actually do the Zoom, you realize, hold on, everybody's worried and all everybody's doing is looking at me or looking at, you know, focusing on their own form. So it's fascinating. Mm. I'd find it difficult because I'm in an apartment because yeah. uh, downstairs will be hearing me like jogging on the spot. They'll be like, what the bloody hell? <laughs> they probably already hear that with Timmy when he's doing his Taekwondo. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double trouble. Yeah, absolutely. But we will definitely, I do want to, um, I want to look for some way of, um, of becoming a bit more visually acceptable uh, i think there's, there's a fine line isn't there between being healthy and fit and having a serious body image uh, problem mm. because uh, yeah. there are like you said there are a lot of people at the gym doing things like this that are completely insecure about their body image so yeah. you've got to find that sort of center line oh it's there. funny you say, like i've seen i've seen people like spoke to people in the gym i remember walking up to a gentleman and in in you know crazy shape could even question steroid shape, you know, crazy, crazy shape. And I remember walking up to him and complimenting him because he had a really muscular back. And I was watching him do some shrugs in the squat rack. And I thought, bloody hell, he's got, a, you know, a really strong, a really strong back. And I walked up to him and I just said, hey, yo, and I said, hey, bud, just wanted to say, you know, really strong back. Good job on that. And and I think it was, hey, I think he was on steroids. So I think that that he almost knew. It You still need to work hard on steroids, but obviously yeah. he had a little help. And I think he knew. He couldn't even look me in the eye to say thank you. He was like stuttering his words. He was really nervous. And again, it comes down to that body image. Yeah. And like you said, it's that it's that fine line because you still, you know, you should still love the way you like. This is the thing that gets me. I tell, people who come and sing, say you're five stone overweight or what you think is five stone overweight, six stone, seven stone. Just if I say anything to anyone, like try and be happy in the meantime. Like why, why do you need to wait till you're five stone less to be happy? It's so that mm. makes me so sad. Because it's kind of, we're all chasing that. And we all do this. I do this in business. Oh, when I get to X amount of clients, when I do this, X, 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 X. And it breaks my heart because let's be honest, if you've got five stone to lose, that's going to take you, say, anywhere to 12 months, maybe a little bit more. 
Why, why should you be in misery? Because, yeah. because you've got some excess body fat. Like try, try and be happy. Try and, you know, love yourself. Try and just encourage yourself along the way. You can, we can all still work for something more. We can still want to be better. We can still want to drop those extra pounds and get back in that dress or whatever. But please, please try and love yourself in the meantime because we're all worth the same. Like regardless to image, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Where where are you actually at the moment? Well, uh, in uh, you know, in Shrewsbury, are you? Um, do you know where the big Tesco's is? Oh yeah, Sundog. So literally just opposite there. There's a big rent space building there near the feather bed and um, in the top of that. You know where oh. the climbing wall. You know where the climbing walls are. That's out. it. Near the climbing walls. Same building. Just- just above, sort of along and above up there. Rent space. I think we were just chatting to um, to Ben Coates, who's done some stuff for uh, rent space, I believe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hang on, sorry. Connor, tell people... <laughs> that's right, dogs are allowed on the biscuit. We know that. Uh, Connor, tell people how they can get in touch with you uh, if they want to book on with you. The, be- the best thing to do is just search Indoor Fitness right now on uh, Facebook. I am getting a website done, but it's going to be take at least a month to be built out. So, yeah, just search Indoor Fitness on Facebook. And then then that's the best place because if you're looking for any tips, any content, you know, I'm frequently going live on there. So I'd head over to that. Have you thought of uh, doing some sort of YouTube tuitions and stuff? Or do you think that's like uh, giving away the product for free? No, no, because as well, like, like I'll just be honest, like most of the stuff I speak about in my life, is exactly what I would say to a client. Like, and it's fascinating, isn't it? You know, you're kind of giving it away for free. The, the biggest difference between it's just using the information. You know, it's very rare. I can, I, I will constantly, I'm constantly, if I get an idea, I'll jump on a Facebook Live and I'll just say it. You know, because what people really need is accountability. You know, but it's that pay to play. I know it sounds silly, but it is. When you've got skin in the game, it creates urgency. It creates that motivation. That's why I say that. Every time I've invested in anything to do with my business, if I put enough skin in the game, I work harder. I make it happen. You know, I'll get the return because I've got the motivation because I'm kind of like, oh, crap, I've spent money on this. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. So I think when I give out all that information, it's the same thing, really. Most people need accountability. They need to be booked on. They need somewhere to go to. They need someone to say, hey, why weren't you at Monday's session? So, no, it's all on there anyway. So if you look at tips and you're an action taker, just go on there. It's on there for free. You've got to be an action taker. But if you're not, then then that's when it's worth, you know, hiring joining the group or, or having a PT. Nice. Good. I've really enjoyed chatting to you, Connor. I think you're, you're very, very motivational um, and inspir- inspiring as well. You know, that story okay. at the beginning where you wanted something and you went and you darn well, well go got it. it. No, I appreciate yeah. Alex and, and Jules. And, and, and I think by the way, like if you want something like you should go get it, like everybody can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, everybody absolutely. can do it. If you want it, you can. Yeah, exactly. You can. And you say you're looking for a website. Well, we've got a website too, you know, Connor. <laughs> Uh, we've got no, I, I said I, I'm for, well, just literally yesterday someone someone's building one out otherwise I'd have been oh. right on you well <laughs> I'll tell you all about our website it's uh it's called the Shrewsbury Biscuit oh by the way Jules I gotta say I, I went to Shane I was like Shane what's our website on the last one and he was like uh and he started reading behind me I was like and I let him read the whole thing out and I was like Shane that's our oh. email address uh, <laughs> <laughs> just died on the show it's fantastic but our website is the shrewsbury biscuit podcast um just before you go i know if you ask me questions but when when did you start the the podcast you two and why did you start it i'm just curious it's an interesting one to our legs it's ours baby well i mean like i've been podcasting let's hear it i've been podcasting for a while now i mean like I podcasts helped me helped me an awful lot with my mental health. I work okay. on my own and 
silence is louder than anything else in the world, right? When you're working on your own. So someone was like, for on a podcast, I started listening to Kevin Smith's podcast. He was in, um, you know, I don't know if you know Jay and Silent Bob. Um, he does podcasts. He's like one of the pioneers. I listened to him and enjoyed it. I wanted to give something back. I wanted to say thank you. So I started doing this myself uh, with my with my co-host, Jimmy. We made our own show and it was really, really good. And I moved to Shrewsbury. I wanted to replicate that but in a nice way to say sort of thank you, Shrewsbury, for letting me fall in love with you and giving me inspiration because I moved here for love of it. And it got too big and too busy and I needed help. So I reached out uh, to Shane, uh, to Jules and to Dee Dee. Uh, and th- this last year, Again, things have just gone. Poof, they've exploded even more. So That's then we've reached out to get two. We've got two new photographers joining the team, so we can get some pictures. We've got the website now. We've got we've got so much going for us, you know. And that, that is awesome. that, that is because I wanted it. It's the same as you, right? It's I wanted yeah, it. I wanted this. So I made it. Um, and you know, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, you could fork out loads and loads of money and make it whatever you know there's so many people out there that make podcasts for huge corporate podcasts you know spend a lot of money on there but i want to leave the image of if i can do it you bloody well can too you know go and do it go make a podcast yeah you know it's interesting because it's about i didn't even know you know i met al um and shane through working at the prison because we do the immersive acting and that and um and it was uh, Al sort of like just said to me, oh, you know, we we, we need another person on the team. Do you, how do you fancy it? And I, at that point, I did, just said to you, Al, I said, I don't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> I've got no idea what one is. And obviously best described for me is like catch up radio rather than catch up TV type of thing. But obviously having now done it for like what year and a half, to, I can't even remember how long it is it's now. Over a year. It's over a year. Yeah, about, well, about so it was like months. actually, yeah, no, I – I do get the whole concept of now of what this is and it and it's a chat so it's not like you know it's not music and it's it's not news it's specifically for the biscuit it's about Shrewsbury and you know the people in it but you know be them famous you know Charlie Adler's you know the old walking dead cartoonist or cartoonist sorry illustrator um <laughs> you know, famous people or, you know, just be a local business or somebody that just wants to come on and chat. The last person we spoke to, Amy Hughes, uh, started making cakes. People liked them. So she made her own little business, you know. That's the kind (laughs) of people we want to speak to. And it's got to a position now where, you know, we've turned a podcast into a a proper business. If we're a CIC, Mm. um, we're just at the beginning of this. We're looking for for sponsors and things um, because the world's going to open up soon. So we need we, we need businesses to want to we'll make adverts and stuff uh just mm-hmm. to show people what they do and that's just to keep the show sustainable because uh, i want to you know wanna, i want to don't want to pay for marketing i want pr and i want nicer microphones and i want this that, and the other because i think then more people will listen and then we can promote the town a bit more yeah no, i think i think and um, you're both doing a great job by the way very good job like you can it's see a complete team Thank effort you. everybody's amazing yeah it's amazing team. i'm sure there's like you said people behind the scenes and it's just easy like just having a chat, isn't it? Essentially, that's what you're doing. And if it inspires, it's going to inspire people and people are going to say, well, you know, I tuned into that and I got a nugget from that or whatever. So it's mm-hmm. amazing. Have yeah. you thought about doing something like this yourself, Connor? I have, I have thought about it. I think I love, you know, I love all stuff like that. I listen to a lot of podcasts anyway. Um, I watch loads of stuff on YouTube, like, you know, you know, really successful people that have the big studios, 
and all that. And I've always yeah. loved that. I've lo- I love self-development, you know, outside of the fitness industry. I just love, to be honest, I love anybody that's successful, anybody that takes an idea, anybody that's working hard. So I, I take inspiration from all of that. Um, but, but genuinely it's funny because you're like, right, I'll, I'll do that podcast. But then you're trying to do 50 million things at once. So it'll kind of be, I suppose, a time and a place where, you know, make sure my clients are looked after, kind of systemize the programs that little bit better. Uh, make sure that it is running. Maybe take, like you said, take, I want to really take someone on as well to help out with some of the training sessions. Um, and then I'll, I'll free up some time to then, to then maybe look at stuff like that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, there are so many amazing success stories when it comes to podcasts. I always think about Mark Maron for some reason. I, I don't know. Mark Maron from back in the day was a very good OG sort of stand-up comedian, uh, failed actor, I guess you could say. He's been in a few things, but he started doing a podcast. What the WTF? Uh, I know he swore then. Uh, Mark Maron, and um, he has this uh, this very matter-of-fact way of thinking about things and his show became huge it's one of the biggest in the world and about it was that it was growing that quickly he, he ended up interviewing barack obama from his garage <laughs> i swear to god wow yeah it's amazing mark maron um wow. but anyway we better get out of here because um uh-huh. i'm gonna have some something to eat and a rest i'm gonna have a lie down to be honest i've got another podcast tonight Julie. i was gonna say you're doing you're doing the you suck tonight you suck. Speaking to yeah. the director of Wrong Turn, a horror. That's film. awesome. Very horror. Um, Connor, you've been amazing. Uh, guys, check out our website. I'll tell you the address now. We've got sidetracked a bit there. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh... tell people about it as well, by the way. I will tell people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, the podcast.co.uk and that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you do need a web... I'll keep doing this wrong. It's the mirror thing. If you do need a website... Uh, go to Web Orchard and they will uh, make you a beautiful looking website because um, ours is good. Um, I'm running out of words now, Jules. Running out of words. You've, it's been a long day for you, seven hours. <laughs> We've. It's been a day where... Saturday, well done, team. Saturday, well done. <laughs> uh, back to it tomorrow with the VMS. I love so that. Yeah, of course you're doing that in you, yeah. That's only yeah. an hour. Um, <laughs> and Connor, Jules, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for your time. And we will catch you guys uh, next time. That's the OSS out. But until next month, guys, uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace out.